Welcome to So Many Places to Go, the podcast for meeting and event professionals. You can catch updates and info at the end, but right now, let's get going with a new episode. everyone. Welcome to our show, So Many Places to Go. We know so many of you out there love to travel and love to experience new destinations and venues for your clients and for yourself. So you are in the right place. We're excited about our guests today. We've got Roma and Marcus. We've had some super conversations with them already. So we know you're going to have fun getting to know them and getting to know Reno Tahoe. Today, your hosts are me, Katie Duhon, and owner of IMM, Lynn Tyrus. Say hi, Lynn. Hey, good morning, everybody. And without further ado, let's meet our guests. So Roma and Marcus, why don't you guys go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you? Who are you with? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Katie and Lynn, for this opportunity. We're super excited to tell the listeners about us and about Reno and Tahoe. So I'm Roma Giordano. I am one of the seven regional directors of sales for Reno Tahoe. I am based in Dallas, so big D, and I work remote for the company. I've been in Dallas seven years now, and I'm originally from Ukraine. I moved to the States when I was 16 years old, and I do have to note, I did not speak any English. (laughs) Oh, wow. I have a hospitality degree, bachelor's in hospitality and service management from Rochester Institute of Technology which is in upstate New York. And right after college, I moved to Las Vegas. So in 2002 is when I started my hospitality career at what's now one of the biggest casino company in the world and it's Caesars Entertainment. Fortunate to be with them for 11 years. And that's kind of how I ended up in Texas. I took a remote job with Caesars and kind of the rest is history. I uh, found my way through a few different companies after that. And then I have been now with Reno and Tahoe for two years. So uh, I love to sell this destination. I'm so passionate about it and all it has to offer. So we can't wait to share. Marcus. And we love it. Lynn and I have had the chance to meet you, Roma, in person. You're just up the street from us. We're in Houston. You're in Dallas. And you're absolutely right. Your passion for it comes through and you do such a good job talking about it. So I think it'll be great to hear today from you. Marcus, we haven't gotten to meet in person, but we've gotten to do video. So Marcus, fill us in. Well, thank you very much. Again, Marcus Johnson, Director of Business Development for Reno Tahoe. I've been with the organization for seven years. I've, I've been in the area uh, over 10 years. And a little bit about myself, I grew up in Florida and went to the University of Central Florida with a degree in advertising and public relations. All of our professors said, hey, if you don't make it in ad PR, you'll end up in sales. And hey, look where we are. Uh, (laughs) But uh, after graduating, I I really wanted to move out west and found my way to Central Oregon and worked in public relations for a little while. Quickly found my way to hospitality and uh, started with an owner-operated conference resort and dude ranch. So there was 70 horses there. There was 14-year-round staff. We had summer guests from, you know, the Scott Pellies and Jane Seymour's. And so it was quite an adventure. Um, yeah. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to keep going in hospitality. That was a really nice chapter. Eventually found my way into marketing for a large ski resort called Mammoth. Uh, also helped open and launch a Weston Hotel in that town, their first luxury brand. Met my wife there and uh, our, our daughter was born there. She's now 10. As we were kind of isolated there in, in California, that mountain town surrounded by wilderness, she said, we need to, we need to maybe think about a little something more civilized. And uh, so we moved, 
to Lake Tahoe. I, I was lucky enough to become the associate director of sales at the Hyatt Regency Lake Tahoe. And that really helped me find out what I wanted to do. And, and what I wanted to do was make a greater impact on the destination you see behind me and, and sell and market it on a greater scale. So I, I joined uh, the Convention and Visitors Authority here, Reno, Tahoe, and just like Roma, you know, we all have this deep passion for this area. It's very unique, has so many great options. And Katie and Lynn, thank you for the opportunity to share it today. We're excited to hear more about Reno Tahoe and all the new things that have been going on there. So it's exciting for us as well. I've only had the opportunity to uh, really be there for a quick weekend several years ago, and it was freezing snow, et cetera. So I haven't had the pleasure to enjoy the different seasons, et cetera, there, and anxious to hear all the new things going on. Yeah, I love it. And Marcus, you're talking about Mountain Town. We have the privilege of getting to see the background in behind you guys right now, and you've got this gorgeous landscape. Tell us about what's behind you. Sure. Well, it's it's the biggest little city, right? That's what we're known for. And um, what, what you see is a little bit of fall colors with some snow on the Sierra Nevada mountain range that's uh, our backdrop to our city. It, it is very pretty here. We do have a lot of hotel rooms, and those are the large towers that, that you see there. And then we're a quick 40-minute drive from Lake Tahoe as well. And that's just uh, a couple of different highways over the Sierra Nevada mountains. I like to describe it as sort of where the southwest of the United States meets the northwest. Hmm, that's nice. As someone um, who's not great with geography, admittedly, that's a nice, uh, a nice little nugget to remember. So where, where are you guys today, both in, in the world and in your office, in your home? We know we're all kind of in interesting places. Where are you guys today? Well, today we are, um, we're growing. And that's the thing. And that's what's been the theme for Reno in the last six years. And what the game changer was for this growth is the, the Silicon Valley moved into the desert, the Tesla, Panasonic, Switch. And few other companies with big names like this, they made Reno home just 15 minutes from Reno. They built the largest industrial center in the world. With that, you have new jobs. Um, in, in the last few years, we've had over 56,000 new jobs. So with new jobs comes new residents and more visitors that wanted to check it out what the area is. So um, once they come to visit, they fall in love with the Four Seasons, with all the beauty of the destination that it is. It is this, we call ourselves a small town, but we have so many different things to offer that big cities do. But I do have to mention, we are a 15-minute town. So from one end to another, it will take 15 to 20 minutes. From the airport to downtown, it's 15 minutes. And like Marcus mentioned, it's 45 minutes from the airport over to the Lake Tahoe. We are actually called the shortest destination from airport to ski slopes in the country. Oh, that's nice. I love that 15 minute town. I grew up in Houston, which as you guys know, is well known for being quite large. And it's not really like walkable friendly. You know, there are all these pods of town. And then I went to, to college in a small town and I fell in love with that, like being able to walk and get to things and drive around. And as I think as an event attendee, you know, somebody going, the last thing you want to have to do is get an Uber to get everywhere, right? A couple of things, you know, get out to the ski slopes or whatever you need to do, but to be able to actually get around and see what the destination has to offer is a huge plus. Absolutely. I agree with you more. It's a, it, and that's what it is. It's a, 
you can definitely see uh, and visit the all the little neighborhoods in town in uh, over the weekend. I liked hearing that as well because I actually grew up in Dallas. I was born in Dallas. It's grown huge. And of course, Houston is very spread out. It, it takes us 15 minutes just to get to the first light out of, out of our neighborhood, <laughs> practically. So uh, we have to, uh, we have the uh, so many freeways. I feel like we've become a cement city. I love the idea that you don't have all of that going on in Reno, Tahoe. Kind of the small town flavor. I think everyone wants to get away to mm-hmm. see and hear about. So tell us a little more. Yeah, you know, we've, we've kind of planned you, Marcus, you hit on it. We're planning to go into depth with you guys because we had our first conversation about what are we going to talk about? And I think we could spend days talking about it. You guys have so much to offer. So this episode, we really wanted to kind of have you guys give us the overview, tell us the 30,000 foot view of who and what is and where is Reno Tahoe. And then you'll give us some nuggets and some teasers for what we'll talk about next time. So yeah, dive in, tell us everything. Good. Well, uh, Roma hit on some great things there. And because we're talking to meeting professionals today, specifically, there's, there's some logistics things that we should probably just put right out there right away that there are 15,500 first class luxurious rooms and suites in our city. There is some award-winning brew pubs, nationally recognized eateries, endless outdoor recreation, and then there's over a million square feet of meeting space. So we're, we're seeing this continuance of improving in our destination And that is because of the economic development and because of the demand. We're truly a city on the rise, and and we're being recognized by that. For an example, bestcities.org judged cities that had populations between 100,000 and 500,000. Reno's number one. And there's a lot of things that went into that, right? Like educational opportunities, access, airlift, economic progress, job growth, things like that. And maybe Roma and I should probably start with sort of the elephant in the room because when you say Reno, right? Like, well, <laughs> there's some perceptions that come up and, and they die hard. And, and I think it would be good if you're okay with that to sort of get those out of the way. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and I'll add to that, you know, one of the things we want our meeting professional listeners to be able to do with this information you guys are sharing is not just to, to find out the logistics that we need to know, but also be able to educate our clients and talk to them. So if they can dispel some rumors or something, I think that's good for everybody. So yeah, tell us tell us what we need to know. Yeah, I can get started and I know Marcus will add on to it. But basically I get asked all the time, like, oh yeah, Reno is just down the street from Vegas. Oh yeah, it's a small town. There's nothing there to do. It's smoky, old, you know. So, the, so we, here, we are here to educate. We're here to educate our meeting planners and our friends because the, the location of our, of our destination is seven hour car drive between Las Vegas and Reno. We are in the northern tip of the state. We're closer to San Francisco, three and a half hour car drive. Our, our climate is completely different. It's not steaming hot in the summertime. It's beautiful. And at the, the Truckee River and the Lake Tahoe down the street, it's, it's, it's amazing nature all around you. Um, along with, like we mentioned earlier, because of the infrastructure that's changed over the six years, there are new hotel rooms that have been remodeled, new hotels been built, new restaurants been added, event venues, 
festivals all year long, there's something going on and something for everybody. Yeah, that's true, Roma. And, uh, you know, adding on to the thing about, about gaming, and that's kind of what we're known for, we are different than a lot of gaming destinations in that you are not forced to walk through the gaming floors to get to your desk, the front desk, to get to the elevator banks, to get to your meeting space. Our casino resorts have set themselves up so that for the most part, when you walk in, if you don't, if you're not trying to find the casino, you won't even lay eyes on it. Mm. Um, Vegas passed us a long time ago on that gaming front. So really we're more like cities that were uh, like the Austins of old, right? Like Salt Lake City was when it was getting going as a convention destination. We think of ourselves more along the lines of the Boise, the Spokane, we really don't compete with some of these other large gaming destinations. Although we do get put into the sourcing with those and that's fine. We are a 24 hour town. We do have that animation at night. We don't fold up and go to sleep. Um, So that's kind of nice for visitors to have, but I thought I would put that out there. Uh, Real quick, you touched on an important point for meeting professionals and the, the fact that there are a lot of clients who do not want to go to a gaming hotel. And the fact that you don't have to walk through a smoky casino to get to a hotel, to the elevator is major or, or uh, push a baby in a stroller through, through the smoky area. That's always a touchy thing. A lot of medical meetings, which are a lot of medical meetings don't want to be in a, a gaming property. I know at one point when I was looking at Vegas, it was tough to find a hotel that could accommodate the meeting because of the uh, casino issue. And I'm just curious to know, are there some hotels who don't even have the casinos in love? Lynn, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, having sold Las Vegas for 11 years, I've heard that over and over again from my meeting planners. They're like, my people get lost in the casino. They don't want to deal with smoke. Uh, It's confusing. And so, as Marcus mentioned, a lot of our big hotels have the way they're set up. The meeting space is completely separate. You can drop down from your guest room floor elevator straight into the meeting facility. And then later at night, if you want to go look for the restaurants and go look for other things to do, you can find a casino. But we also do have non-gaming properties and a couple boutique hotels, which are over 300 rooms. So it's not really boutique, but it is boutique for us with no gaming, no smoking, and so many other things for, uh, for the planners to enjoy. So yes, that's uh, definitely a plus for us. And we have more coming, which we'll talk about more in our future episode. Yeah. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Another thing that comes up is, how is Reno, you know, because of Reno 911? Is it safe? You know? <laughs> so we get that, that often. And, you know, FBI statistics say that Reno is one of the safest cities in America. Our small population helps with that, too. We have city population of 246,000 right now, and it's February 2021. Now that's, that's expected to grow. This perception really isn't really well-founded. We do a ton of youth young adult, college age groups. They love our family-friendly environment. Um, They love all the things to do. And just an idea of some of the the groups that come in, volleyball, basketball, baseball, karate, 
so I guess you know we could sum it up. You know, we're we're not your grandfather's Reno anymore. You know, yeah. a lot of things have changed, and also sort of another side benefit on the the safety thing is that a side benefit of gaming resorts are that they they depend on their livelihood for foot traffic and and for people coming into their casinos so there's extra surveillance there's extra um security whether those people are uniformed or whether they're in plain clothes um that's an, actually an added bonus when you think about all the other cities that you might be attending yeah that's that's a really great point and so marcus you kind of started to touch on it of who reno is ideal for you know talked about some of the younger groups like who's you know, who's the ideal group or organization or size to come in? Sure. There, yeah, there's a couple of answers in there. And one of them is size. And the other one is, is who, Mm -hmm. and we do see all the different segments, right? Corporate association, Smurf, sports, government, but I'll dive into sort of, or Rome and I can both dive into some of the specific market segments, but Talking Turkey on perfect size groups, okay, for Reno. If it was a citywide, you're looking at 5,000 peak is a pretty good, maxed out, comfortable peak. And that's using what we consider three or more hotels. That's a lot and, and of rooms it, for a small town. Yeah, and I have to definitely, to add to that, that, you know, let's say it's 5,000 peak night rooms, which around 15,000 people. For us, it's a citywide. If you put that in a big major city, that's a small pea in a pod, right? So for us, 15,000 and the whole community comes together to help. That's right. That's right. You take over the town. For those groups who want kind of either that buyout idea or, you know, really want to kind of be secluded or kind of be on their own, they can still, they can have the run of the whole town. Yes. And there's a ton of under one roof options as well. And that, that comfortable number is 400 to 1,000 peak. If you think about our hotel inventory, we count about 10 convention hotels that are in our bed base, which is in our county. That doesn't include the California side uh, or the southern Lake Tahoe side, which is Nevada and California. So we're speaking specifically for, for just our area, and that's really close to the airport. There's also, you know, a perfect size if you just wanted to do the convention center and the adjoining hotel and the hotel that's less than a mile away, that's closer to 400 to 2000 peak. And then we have some, some really a great resort right on the shores of Lake Tahoe. You know, that's about 150 peak, you know, 150 people, 200 people, you know, and then, and then touching on, on the who, these are the historic segments that have done really well here. So outdoor recreation, Mm -hmm. education, direct selling companies, franchise companies, agriculture, sports, as I said, very strong in the youth segment and non-traditional sports, public safety, business trade, patriotic, fraternal, benevolent, state, city, county service associations, Hispanic and Native American, uh, hobby. And then, you know, in the past, we were talking about medical a little bit. We would be able to attract the nurses, but but not the doctors, right? That's kind of changing now as 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 our hospitality options change. Same goes with legal financial, 
we are seeing those start to look at us because of the influx of economic development that has been transferred from Silicon Valley over here. So Nevada also has a lot of tax-friendly options for people who want to relocate here, especially those from, from California. So, you know, maybe in the past it was paralegals and not attorneys. That's all starting to change too. We're, we're really starting to open up um, who we're able to market to and contract with. Yeah, it sounds like well, maybe you could give us the list of who you're not ideal for would be a shorter list. <laughs> uh, along that line, uh, the fact that you mentioned physicians and uh, attorneys, do you think uh, because of the quality of the properties that are now available to them that maybe is drawing that particular uh, niche uh, market? Uh, what or what do you think is drawing them to Reno Tahoe? Len, I'd like to uh, speak to that. So few things that are actually catching their eyes. One is our accessibility. It's so much easier to get to Reno these days. You know, we have nine major airlines that fly to Reno, which is in an international airport. And talking about the ease of arrival, it's 10 minutes from the time you land to the time you're in a taxi to your hotel. That's awesome. I can't say that about Dallas Forward, you know. So um, <laughs> nine major airlines, you have all the major hubs that connect to Reno. So, you know, if you come in from a small town, it's just one stop that you have to deal with. So that's, so again, access is one of the main things that attractive. It's the, the infrastructure that's changed. It's in the next, by 2023, the city will invest over a billion dollars. And that's talking in room renovations, just from the, the hotels, restaurants, lounges, new amenities such as pools and spas, the air filtration upgrades, you know, infrastructure of the Wi-Fi improved. So a lot of different things that are, like you mentioned, is attracting to them. And then also all the activities. Some We get a lot of groups that actually want to do an incentive program in Tahoe because mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, there's so many things to do. You know, we're the only destination that where you can ski in the morning and go on a kayak in the afternoon. Where else can you do that in the country? Wow. That's great. Well, talk about a a win-win, right? If you've got a group who somebody says we want a ski meeting and somebody says that's not my speed, that's okay. Right. Something for everybody at the same time. Marcus, I want to, you mentioned tax friendly and I want to touch on that because I know a lot of association and nonprofit that can be a really big deal. So if you're coming in as a visitor, you know, to plan a meeting, is there tax exemption that groups can apply for? How does that work for our nonprofits? Josh, you know, I I have to look that up and get back to you. I I was really referring to the um, no state income tax. Um, There's a lack of inventory tax. There's there's like five different sectors of tax for people that are relocating a business here or opening up a headquarters here or are transferring their wealth here. <laughs> so it, it's more, that's more on the economic development company side of my brain, which is, right. I don't know, it doesn't really have that much. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of that gets passed on then to the visitors and the meetings that are coming in that the, the city is able to pass on a lot of that. You know, absolutely. Yeah, over and over. That's why we're so. That's why we're so affordable. Yes. Oh, I mean, we always uh, get praised by the meeting planners once once they see our menus, our banquet menus. They can't believe that they get get the same coffee for fifty dollars in Reno 
and they can pay over $100 for it in other major cities. Oh, try Chicago. Oops. Yes. You and I were talking about that. You and I were sitting in a coffee shop and you were telling me that. And I was like, wait a minute. And I think Lynn and I had just done an event where, Lynn, I think it was maybe like $180 a gallon or just something. And that's before the 25% service tax and all that. And and we won't get into that. We love our, all our hotels. We understand, you know, charge your fees. It's great. We love you. But um, yes, I'll take $50 coffee any day. Quick question uh, along that line. Uh, what is your sales tax there? Or do you have sales tax? Like yeah, 8.25 here. What is yours there? Uh, the exact figure I'm going to have to get back to you on but I believe it's 7.725. 7.25, that's great. That that also posed a, another question that just slipped my mind that'll come back to me in a minute regarding uh, the sales tax, because especially uh, medical meetings or associations who are nonprofit, if you are uh, sales tax exempt, that's a major savings to their budget. So it's something to check into that a meeting professional would want to be asking if they represent an association, for sure. Yes, Lynn, and a lot of associations, again, enjoy the, the you know, our, our banquet menus are about 30 to 40% less than kind of our other big city competition. You can do a lot more with your money or you can save that money while you have a meeting in Reno and then put it towards another uh, meeting in New York City because you're going to need double that, right? (laughs) So we're doing steak and lobster by the lake is what I'm hearing. Easy done. (laughs) Breakfast in bed for everybody. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so we we've got some questions for our for our planner audience that that we kind of want to run through, but you guys have given us so much information, so much good info now. What else do we need to know? Is there anything else in sort of that overview that you guys want to share before we dive into some of our questions? Yeah, so uh, definitely we don't want to forget that 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 our our CVA uh, owns four facilities. So convention center is owned by us along with Livestock Event Center, the one and only National Bowling Stadium. I can't wait to talk about that. I know. Also the Reno um, Event Center. When you guys talked about the bowling center, I had to like, kind of like listen twice. Like, am I hearing this right? A bowling stadium? Am I missing that? And I love it. I can't wait to hear more about it. Well, we'll get to that in a different episode. Maybe the other elephant in the meeting planner um, <laughs> meeting room is, is the pandemic, right? So just maybe briefly about what our state can do right now. And this does vary by county. It varies by city, just like all over the United States and world for that matter. But we, our governor did reduce restrictions recently. So Mm -hmm. February 15th, we went from being allowed to have 50 people in a meeting room to 100 people in a meeting room. Our cases have been going down. Everything has been looking very positive. So that's part of that progression. That equals 35% of capacity. So on March 15th, 2021, we are increasing again to 250 people per room or 50% capacity. And then starting May 1, 2021, the state of Nevada, the governor's office is transferring these decisions to the local health districts for all events. Ever since we reopened, 
May, June, we've been filling out plans and submitting them to the county and to the state. So we're becoming very adept at doing these things and being able to follow all the guidelines. And um, what you'll see in our hotels, and who knows how long this will be in place all over, is plexiglass and all the signage with social distancing, uh, face coverings, non-invasive infrared temperature taking. So also our, our governor of Nevada has said that that hotel workers get priority for vaccines. We're on the forefront of tourism and hospitality. We're, we're right there along, alongside other large convention destinations. And I think that's sort of something to just talk about. And, and as Roma said, we, we do own four of the largest event facilities in Reno. And when it comes to submitting a large gathering plan, when it comes to our processes, cleaning chemicals, ingress, egress, uh, signage, setup, crowd control. This is something we're very familiar with and, and our, all of our facilities also have the GBAC accreditation as well. Right, so, and, and I know we're gonna get into your outdoor, but because you guys have so much outdoor and outdoor recreation available, I'm sure that's gotta be a really nice way to offset the challenges with indoor meeting space, right? Yes. And, you know, even before COVID, we were, I was talking to meeting planners all the time about all the out outdoor options we have for groups. Um, and often on an RFP, I will see requests, tell me about all the outdoor venues we can hold a reception or event or team building. So we're very familiar with uh, educating our planners on that and giving them different options. And actually, that's what we thrive for. You know, we always want to find solution. We want to sit and listen to what the needs are and then make it happen in our city. I'll give you an example. We had a group that was a Burning Man leadership of 1,200 people that was coming and they requested, we want a unique spaces. We don't want a, a four wall ballroom for our breakouts. Mm -hmm. Actually place them throughout the city in the parks or next to the Burning Man um, exhibits that are displayed throughout our city. So it was super unique, different and the group loved it. So we're always up for a, a challenge to come up with a unique solution. That's really neat. I love it. Okay, and I think so I said also top 10 sunniest cities. Uh, that was a, that's a great little fact. And you always got to have a weather backup, right? However, June to early October, uh, the skies and the weather is, is very predictable. So you really, you really have one of the, the sunniest areas with some of the most mild weather. And in the summertime, July and August are peak months. Yeah, we could we can get to the low 100s, um, but by midnight it's back down to 60 degrees again. So that's the benefit of high desert and 4,200 feet of elevation versus the Phoenix or Las Vegas low desert. Right. Uh, uh, one thing I, I would like to say, uh, and I, I love all of that what you're saying, and we we need to talk about services that the CVB offers. Uh, the, the planners uh, would love to hear more about that. I happen to be one who supports convention and visitors bureaus. I served on the Houston CVB for 17 years on their board. So I'm very familiar with how important it is to be the first touch point for a meeting professional to reach out to the CVB because there's so many things that you can offer the meeting professional. You want to address that issue? Yes, would love to. And we 
Um, you know, I was just sitting in all different webinars throughout the last year. I learned over and, and I hear over and over again that millennial, millennial planners, they, they don't use CDBs as much. And maybe it's just because they do not know what kind of services we provide. So first thing I definitely want to say is there were not membership. So we will not send your lead to everybody. That's great when, news. Yeah, that's when we want, we sit down and we talk to you. What is your need? What are you going to fit? What kind of properties are you used to seeing um, respond to you? So uh, we will only send our lead to those properties that, that, that you requested. And be, but we do so much more. We love to, um, I personally, and I know my, my colleagues, my remote colleagues, we want to go on every site visit. That's the best to build and, uh, and create, create that relationship. So I love it. Can't wait for my next site visit so I can get to Reno. But so convention planning, hotel and facility site selection, that's, that's a given. Uh, site, site inspection coordination. We will coordinate everything for you. We'll talk to all of our partners, hotels, and basically we'll just hand it to you in a nice folder upon your arrival. So you don't have to worry about calling all the hotels and all the special venues that you want to go see. We'll do it all for you. Complementary marketing services. So we can uh, drop off brochures upon your arrival. We do different things within the city and the community to offer your attendees discounts, like show your batch program, and other marketing services. Um, and again, like I mentioned before, in-market relationship. So seven remotes are located all throughout the country, right in your backyard or just a short drive away. We wanna work with the planners in our communities and be there active and support all the industry associations and work with them here on the ground. Um, so attendant promotions, resources, and recommendations. We, we can do marketing videos, welcome signs at the airport, um, and again, local expertise. We know our destination best. And mm -hmm. yes, I am remote, but I have somebody like Marcus who lives in town and we uh, collaborate all the time. So um, for not just the Reno, for the Sparks and for the Lake Tahoe as well. And then destination incentives. Some, some groups will get a great incentive for booking with us based on the criteria. Um, list can probably go on. Marcus, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I would. That's perfect. You nailed it. And, and in Reno, we're, there's less red tape. There really is. We, we love customizing incentives and, and promotions based on the needs of the group. I learned this when I got here. People ask, we, we say yes. And then we say, what was the question? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, this is good. This is great. Here. You know we're recording this, right? <laughs> it's still yes. Uh, this is really good to hear because there's one thing a meeting professional dislikes and that's hearing that when they know they have a program for uh, say a 300 uh, room uh, meeting and they they want to zero in on on a certain size hotel and the bureau sends them all over the place it, it becomes frustrating and so getting to know your client and what their needs are Absolutely. It's so great. And building that relationship. And, you know, as we say, people want to do business with, with people they trust. And once, you know, once you build that, then you get the repeat business, which is great as well. It's so important to take advantage of a CVB. And the fact that you've got people like you spread out across the country who can be there for different segments of the country is really good news too. Of course, we'd holler for you 
because you're right in our backyard. Easy drive, just three and a half hours and I'm in Houston. Oh, I would just add one other thing about our Convention and Visitors Authority is that we, we hear this all the time. We are responsive. Our service goes above and beyond. We go out of our way to focus on what's important to you. We like to exceed expectations and that our creativity pushes the limits. We are a tight-knit community and we roll up our sleeves. And part of that is a little bit of what we touched on earlier. Some people consider us an underdog. We have to fight a little harder. We have to go that extra mile. And our hoteliers go arm in arm with us to win business all the time. And that, that's what you'll receive when you source with us. That's great. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground. So tell us, and if some of this, if, if we've already covered it, pass it, and we'll go on to the next bit. You know, with all of this great information, what are the top three needs to know? If our listeners walk away remembering three things about Reno Tahoe, what do they need to know? I'm happy to take that one, Katie. Roma touched on this and she nailed it. It's, it's a game changer for us. Reno has been reimagined. I think we used to fall back on Lake Tahoe as well. It, that's, that's your marketing thing is that you're so close to Lake Tahoe. But now that that's still an asset and, it, and it's a jewel and it's a unique place and we love it. And it's much more than we'll, we'll cover here today, what you can do at the lake. We do have hotels at the lake. Um, we have a small little pie there. But I think the biggest thing to think about, are there's three things, and, and they all really stem from our diversified economy. 90% of Reno's economy is non-gaming. As, as Roma said, these large companies have moved in, Microsoft, Tesla, Panasonic, Switch, they're all investing billions into Reno. Why should a meeting planner care, right? Well, the biggest thing is access. We have new and expanding air service. Before the pandemic, we had 50 months of consecutive air passenger growth. That's not as much as what Austin saw, but that's really good. That's, that's some amazing month-over-month consecutive growth. We'll talk about air a little bit more in a minute. The other thing, number two, is experiences. So hotel development. That includes non-gaming, non-smoking hotel options, major renovation investments, a growing restaurant, brew pub, distillery scene, and new retail. Number three is resources. So enhanced access to speakers, greater opportunities for field trips, workshops, and sponsorships. I think those are the biggest things to think about when you think about Northern Nevada and, and Reno, Lake Tahoe, and Sparks. We can get you to Tesla to drive the cars there. <laughs> uh, I'd like one of those. Uh, affordability. I don't know that you touched on that enough. Yes. yes, and we're going to talk more about it too in the future episodes, but that is definitely one of the tops as well. Absolutely. 20 to 40% lower than, than most cities. We have relaxed labor rules, uh, lower costs. We have independent hotels. That that was my are, yep, they're dedicated to working are with you, planners. Are union, are you union hotels there? Currently, there's no union contracts at our event facilities. They like to handle rigging. That's about it. And then in general, there are not a lot of union contracts within our hotels in our community. That's good. And all that just goes back and speaks to how you said, Marcus, earlier, no red tape. That's such a good way to look at it because it sounds like the ease of planning and working with you guys is just that. It sounds like an ease of planning. Hey, if the group wants to close our main street for a parade, we can do it. 
Not many cities can say that, but we've done it and we can do it again. Okay, gang, I'm going to take a quick detour, so stay with me here. As you get to know the IMM team as your hosts, we also want you to get to know IMM as a company, too. In a nutshell, we are a meeting, events, and consulting firm going on 35 years of great service and relationships. We're bringing you this podcast to support our industry, which is built on some of the things that we also value most, like great relationships, collaboration, and delivering incredible experiences. We work with clients in whatever capacity they need, be it full service or a la carte. So take a minute and type in immwow.com and go check out our list of services to find out more about what we can do for and with you. I might be biased, but I have to say, I love working with our team and I know that you will too. Until then, safe travels and happy listening. Roma, you said it earlier, and we won't knock on millennials, and we won't admit that I may or may not technically fall into that category, emphasis on technically, (laughs) but in reality, the way people are looking for information now is different. The way that Lynn and I approach something, you know, she's got this vast experience and has a way of doing things, and then I've gotten to learn some of that, but we all have our own ways, right? So Obviously, the the biggest thing that people do is just hop on the computer and Google search or in my house, just say, hey, Google, I can't say it too loud and ask the question, right? Like, tell me about everything. What can our listeners, what do they need to know from you guys that they're not going to find in a Google search? Well, the main thing I actually want to say is that, you know, hopefully the millennials will listen to this uh, podcast and learn some new stuff, Um, but also... Our website, our our CVA website has so much information and we are very active on all social media platforms. So that's also an easy way to find some information or kind of, you know, like look around and see what sounds interesting. We obviously want to answer more questions, but well, there's a lot, you know, the thing, did you know that Levi's was um, actually found in Reno? Mm -hmm. No, I love, I love fun facts like that, like trivia or all that. Yeah. Yes. Do you know we have the world's tallest wall climbing at, at our Whitney Peak Hotel, which is in downtown Reno, and it's the world tallest and 164 feet tall. Wow. We do the largest air balloon festival that is free. For a three-day, we get over 160,000 visitors. Wow. And I'm That's- sure, I'm hoping you guys have some pictures of this that our listeners after the episode are going to go click and go to your website and get to see all these things. We know they're listening now, but I'm imagining what that looks like. I'm ready to see some pictures. Yes, we do have it all on our website. All of the events that are happening in the city with pictures and information are on our website as well. So I'm old school. So I I like the, the, the personal relationship. I may Google all day long, but when it comes time to definitely wanting to know the facts, I want to see, I want to be there. I want to touch, I want to feel, I want to taste. So I don't often, uh, through all my 40 plus years in the industry, I've taken very, very few fam trips. And uh, I don't know that that's always the best way to see a city. I think it's it's great when you tell a client, here are three choice cities that will fit your program. And I want to be able to give that client everything I can about those three cities 
to narrow down and go out and take a look and find out the best fit for that particular group. So this is one thing I think meeting professionals ought to consider is know your group, uh, narrow down the, your search, see who the best fit is and build a relationship with the CVB there. True. And, and I would add on to that, Lynn, and say, this is, a, this is a really bad myth that's out there that people think of CVBs as service. Sure, but they don't think of us as find. And we really are find. You know, not everything on the internet is, is going to help you get ideas for what your group could do in a destination. Roma said this before, we, we are the destination experts. And, and it is our job, once we get past the dates, rates, and space stuff, Find out what you're really trying to accomplish and then get that message to the hotels, to the airport, to the transportation providers so that you can do something that's completely memorable, very unique, and so that we can provide you with some ideas. I kind of think of this as some of the Destination International's jargon of we're the GPS for the destination and we also built the roads. So it's- I it's, like that. Yeah. I like, I like that too. That's neat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's relationship, right? So talking about our our listeners, our audience who's who's looking at you guys, what are their favorite things? The people who are coming to town, who've spent time in Reno, Tahoe, what do they love? What do they keep coming back for? What do they comment on? Well, one of the main things, and Lynn mentioned on this a little bit, and I want to elaborate, we have so much success with showing the meeting planners the city because we can talk. They can view online, but once they see it it's and touch it and, and, and walk through it and experience it, they love it. They are so impressed. They leave absolutely speechless of what they see in the city. So we do custom site visits. It's called Biggest Little Site. We can do that. We can do, we have another program that is um, in place. It's called Come See Fly Free. Um, and again, you can call Marcus, you can call me, and we can talk more about it. So definitely want to make sure I mention about the site visits and unique um, visits that we can show off our destination. Yep. And, and people keep coming back too because of the affordability and the savings. Uh, like Roma was saying, they look at Reno, they could, they could meet here one year, two years from now, they can do Chicago or San Diego. The affordability and the value is real. And, and we have a, a lot of gaming resorts. Uh, they have other streams of revenue. They don't have to nickel and dime our conventioneers. There's a lot to be said about the less restrictions that we have here. The other thing I would say they keep coming back for is attendee interest and draw. It's such an attractive destination to tag something on afterward or to do something during your free time. It's very easy to navigate. It's uncongested. And as Roma was saying too, we also have 300 events that happen year round. 200 of those happen between May to October. There's pretty much endless outdoor recreation and, and the sunny skies and, and the access to something a lot of people haven't experienced, Lake Tahoe and, and the Sierra Nevada Mountains and all the lakes and streams and, and things that come along with being in the West. Right. Yeah, a lot of groups do like that uh, option to meet in Reno and then do a pre and post in Tahoe because mm -hmm. we're talking about two different destinations, two different experiences, all within an hour difference in driving. Um, so that's definitely a popular thing that's been, you know, the be leisure city. I think this is the, the, the word that's been circulating, right? And right. We're at that destination where open space, spaces, a lot of activities, a lot of experiences. And 
speaking again of millennials, a lot of them, that's what they're looking for, right? And especially now with everybody that's been locked up for a year, people will want to add on a personal trip to their business. Well, and you know, we've been seeing that trend in the hospitality and tourism industry for a couple of years now. And, you know, with this ability now for everybody to, to work anywhere, I think meeting planners have known this for a while because we travel and go work at a hotel, right? So we've kind of been hip to this for a while, but people in all kinds of industries are realizing just how easy it is to sort of set up shop wherever they are so they can bring their families and they can experience that and, and tag on life experience along with that professional experience, whatever's going on for the meeting that they're participating in. And, you know, I think this last year, 2020 has just escalated that at an exponential rate of now people who were never even thinking about, can I check my emails from home? Have, have totally changed their lives. And I think that's really opened up a whole new world of extended travel and going places and, and just doing things in a way that I think we were creeping toward. And now it's just, I think we're going to see that change so much over the next year. You know, I saw that uh, smart meetings uh, article about, you know, what are the constants and it, it was networking and local experiences. And that as conventions start to come back, People really want to make those connections with each other, and they want to be in an environment where those serendipitous meetups can happen. So that means perhaps expanding networking time, giving more downtime, right. and don't expect people to stay put in a general session or for a panel if you're not allowing them to engage. There's a lot of a lot of uh, oh, time to make up that they haven't had that. Right. I would say our destination offers a lot of those opportunities, whether it's outdoors, whether it's really unique team building stuff, whether mm -hmm. it's um, shutting down one of the streets or using our, our ballpark, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that's going to be important as well. I read that article, too, and I totally agree that it kind of reminds me too. years ago, we had a meeting planned in Acapulco and uh, the uh, president of the organization wanted to have the workshops out under the outside and we thought oh you are crazy how are you gonna how are you gonna show slides those were the days of slides how are you gonna show those slides outside well today you don't need the slides you can bring your computer your laptop sit outside and have that workshop Right. Yes, and I wanted to add because there's something that already happened in uh, in Reno Tahoe before. We had a group that kind of, uh, and that was before COVID. They they were an incentive group, but they kind of wanted to add in a little meeting, so mix both, and they wanted to do unique breakout sessions. So they went on snowmobile rides, and they went on a snowmobile, and then they stopped in the middle of the mountain. They had small breakouts with no uh, technology, no nothing, just literally talk to each other. How cool is that? Where I love it. I love that it. Very cool. I, I would bundle up and do that too. And I really want to go there in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. I don't think I'm ready for the 160 foot tall climbing wall, but sign me up for snowmobiles. Now that yes. climbing wall sounded good. As long as you've got me tethered and then I don't have to look down once I get up there, I'd be all right. Yeah, as long as I don't. I love it. I think I'm giving an impression I'm very scared of heights. I'm not, but yeah, I don't need to look over a cliff. <laughs> well, you in downtown, you're looking over a street. Yeah, I'll take that. I love the variety. We have something for everybody. Yes. 
Put me in the penthouse and give me the view. <laughs> yes, that's done. I love it. So we've talked, I mean, there's, there's so much, I think that this next question we have, you know, we sort of have these questions we want to ask all our guests, but it almost seems like a, a moot point. Like, how do we ask what is something that's so unique that sets you guys apart there? I don't, I don't know if you can pinpoint it to one or two things, but see if you can try. <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing is that you do have a very aggressive and dedicated convention and visitors authority. That's very connected. That wants to connect you to our community. We have a community that's fill, full of hoteliers that have uh, a very stable staff. The people have been there for a long time. They're very passionate. They know their buildings. Many of them are independents. The owner is sitting on the second floor. They don't have to call Chicago or New York. They do everything right then and there. These were entrepreneurs in the early 70s that built themselves from a coffee shop and, and a couple of slot machines to a 1600-room hotel. If you have an emergency services group who wants to rappel off the roof and do like a pool rescue thing, they've done that. If you want to use a 60,000 square foot ballroom to have the Guinness Book of World Records come in and see how many people can play checkers at one time, we've done that. I'll let Roma chime in here, but okay. use your imagination and, and we'll help create it with you. Yeah. yeah, Marcus, you're so right. So I actually experienced it myself when I, had, I brought a client for a site visit and it was a corporate planner along with a third party. And we go on the site visit and we have breakfast at the property, all sitting around the table and kind of introducing ourselves. And when it came to introduction of the owner of the property, the meeting planner couldn't believe it. She, she said, why didn't you tell me he was coming? He's just so nonchalant. And that's just how it is. And it's he and he comes on a lot of sites because he he's just he loves to be part of the process because he cares because he's the owner. But also you will find that throughout the community, people are very nice and there's no show off. There's no you know, I'm going to speak straight here. No, no stuck up. It's just earth people that, you know, truly value the, the hospitality, the meetings business to come their way. Well, I, I got that I got that sense of camaraderie when y'all were here for that one evening we spent together. Uh, just looking at the way you all interacted with each other, along with the guests that were there, that it was a very warm feeling that we went away uh, with after we met your group that was here. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yes, that's exactly what it is. We want to create that warm fit feeling um, all the time. Well, we love that for us, but let me ask you this. You guys live and breathe this all the time. What is your favorite thing? I, you know, personally or Marcus being there, like, what do you guys love about Reno? I love the nature. I'm, you know, I'm, and I grew up in a very small town of 2000 people surrounded about mountains um, in four seasons. So for me personally, I love it because even though I live in Dallas, I get to sell this destination that reminds me a little piece of home. So I get the best of the both worlds. And so the nature is big for me. Um, and, and the fact that it, uh, we have options for everybody, you know, you want to go hiking on an easy trail just outside of town. No problem. You want to go on mountain biking because you're more adventurous. It's there for you. You want to go down the river and in a tube. Yes. Or if you want to just go and be in a luxury on a catamaran in the lake, that's also possible. So it's just a nice variety of options that is outdoors. 
you know, I, as I kind of said before, I, I also enjoy the outdoors, I, but, but it's really nice to have the infrastructure, the ability to fly somewhere very quickly, to be able to shop, to have access to really awesome food. And, and those things are, are something that you just appreciate as a resident of a community. You know, it's, it is the little things. At the end of the day, for me, I grew up in a, a small town in Florida. We said good morning to each other. We held the door for each other. We looked each other in the eye. That is the kind of town that Reno, Lake Tahoe, Sparks, that's what this region is. And, and it, it gives me a warm feeling to help, to help the community, to know that things that we do every day are, are doing, they're concrete things that move the destination forward, that that provide jobs. And it's an honor to, to be able to work in this industry, especially given everything that's gone on. That's really nice. You know, as when I first got into this business and got to really start traveling for work and experience so many places, one of the things I always would leave, people would ask me, you know, how did you like wherever it was, right? Name the city. And one of the things, one of the things I would automatically say is I would live there. Or, or like, it was really great, but I wouldn't live there. Like, I don't know how that kind of became my litmus test, but, you know, here in the South in Texas, I mean, it sounds like you're describing, you know, our, you know, comfortable home, warm place, but, um, but with a little more exciting scenery. <laughs> so, so we talked earlier about who is Reno great for, and the list was extensive, but, you know, if we're talking, you know, associations or corporate is there anything specific? Like who's the ideal, who, who is it ideal for? Who's coming? The associations definitely love us. And, you know, they put us on rotation oftentimes because again, we mentioned the affordability um, and with all the different venues that we own and the spaces that we have, they can spread out. They can own the, the convention center and be the only group in house. They can have all the attention. So um, yes, we and then sports groups, I mean, even now, when the restrictions are still there, we have line of people that are ready and waiting to come and meet. They will sign the contract and they will, if they have to, they will move the dates. They're ready to go. They love, they love the affordability again. And then, you know, the corporate groups, they're starting to come up more, like Marcus mentioned, and then the, even the incentives. So it's, it's a little bit of, of, because like I like to say to the planner, we have a buffet of options. We really do. We really do. You know, we, we can be a lot of things to a lot of different groups and we're only getting more and more likable and, and more on the map because of our proximity to Silicon Valley, the Bay area, uh, that whole area is three and a half, four hour drive. Sacramento is a two hour drive. The Pacific Northwest is very accessible to us. We're a seven hour drive or, uh, from Salt Lake city. Southern California can drive here. The, a lot of the drive to things I think are going to, they have, they have helped us through this time and yeah. they're going to continue to help us as, as people want to travel and, and take longer stays. Any kind of group that's coming <laughs> with, with spouses or partners or that they have children or family, um, there's so much to do in these resorts outside of the person who has to be in a meeting or, or have their time taken up. So that, that speaks to like direct selling companies, uh, franchise companies where they're doing their rah-rahs, but the whole family comes. We're a really good fit for those. Yeah, it, all the way up to those elite leadership retreats or small associations or board meetings. 
Um, they can do those in our, in our wonderful mega resorts here or in our boutique resorts or at Lake Tahoe. It's really a dynamic community for all kinds of groups. And once we get on the phone or start talking, we can really start to point you in a direction that you, know, you want to go because there are so many options. That's a great way to put it, Roma. There's a buffet. Well, isn't that uh, going to be in our, our, our next session that we talk more, digging into what properties you have and the, from the lug, luxury to the more thrift or the, in, in some cases, like when we have medical meetings, the physicians have a little bit better amount of funds to stay at, a, at the, maybe the convention hotel, but the residents have to seek out the uh, more of a, a thrift property to stay at. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to talking to you about the different options in our next conversation. Yeah. Us too. Yeah, and so you guys, you talked about this buffet of options, and Roma, you started talking about the eateries and all of that, and then Marcus, you even touched on the drive traffic that over this last year, that's changed a ton. I know I took a flight this year, and I was like itching and so ready to get on a plane. I love airplanes and traveling, and then I did it, and I was like, I think I'll drive next time. <laughs> and that's, that is not to knock the air, the airline did a fabulous job. It, it was perfectly comfortable and great. But it was a different experience than what travel used to be. And so I think my point to that is just like me, a lot of people are opting to drive now. And so that's this whole new trend that we're looking at and planners and groups are going to consider as far as, you know, proximity and where you are and what you can get to and all of that, especially if people are driving in, they've got their own car now while they're, while they're staying with you instead of having to get around. But but that's a pretty new trend. And we've got other trends that we were already starting to really work a lot around, right? Of We've already touched on experience is such a big, a big part of it. And, you know, getting outside of the meeting room, but also cuisine and, you know, local food, local experience, and even things like sustainability, you know, that just continues to be a growing trend. So what are you guys doing in those spaces and the trends? You know, if I, I might jump in, Roma, something that's, that people probably don't think of when they think of our area is agriculture, but maybe they do. There's a ton of ranching in the fields here and, and in Northern Nevada, it's, it's been a huge thing for many, many years. So that uh, like in Texas, right? You've got some of the, the, the best meats around and it's because of that environment. Our environment is very arid and dry so you can grow some things, onions, garlic, things like that. And as much as possible, our hoteliers and our restaurants try to grab from the local areas, not only as it tastes better and it's fresher, but it's great for the economy, right? And, and that's something that's very top of mind, especially with discerning customers that are coming from Northern California, that are coming from Oregon, Washington, our, our feeder markets. But if you, here's a geography thing. So San Joaquin Valley, California is the most productive agricultural region in the world. So that is a three hour truck drive from us. So is Napa Valley and Sonoma. So these areas feed our hotels and our restaurants and our grocery stores. I I have um, a brother and sister-in-law that come from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, beautiful area, great part of the world where my wife is from. 
they're like, I can't get over the fruits and vegetables here. You know, yeah. I thought you were a high desert. What, where does this come from? It, it's either grown indoors locally somewhere around here, or it comes from San Joaquin River Valley. So the, these are things that um, on the food and beverage side, we've been written up in the Daily Meal as one of the top 10 underestimated cities for food. I like that. Yeah. You know, another thing that close to my heart are spas. And we have those, Lynn. We actually have a lot of different, pretty much every hotel has a spa. And you know what the unique things we can do? We can do a spa buyout. It's been done before and we can do it again. Not many hotels will close their spa for a group buyout. Wow. That matter of, you know, a nightclub. You want to use a nightclub for private event? It's an easy ask. It's not even hard. And if there is any cost, it's so little. Uh, compare, you know, or speaking about having a private event at the museum at one of the, you know, top acclaimed museums, it's also an, an, an option too. So it's, it's, we talked about it. It's easy and there's not much red tape. You talked about, you, you know, that spa buyout is really interesting. You guys talked about the, the checkers tournament and the emergency water rescue in the pool. I mean, you guys have already touched on some really, you know, things that I would love to be a fly on the wall and just watch. So, I mean, out of those, is there something else? Like what's something really unique that you guys have seen in town? Well, you know, one of our hotels has a real plane and they're uh, in the Grand Theater. Um, it, it was 30 years ago that the plane was built for a show, Hello Hollywood, that went for 11 years. Well, the plane is still there. And you know how many CEOs love to enter on a plane to speak to their general session? Oh, oh they can come in on it? They well, it will it will roll out. Yes, yes. Okay. It's an eighty foot eighty foot uh, wingspan. So wow. yeah, it's possible, and it's not gonna break your bank. <laughs> that is fine. Yeah, we we had a photo up right in our Instagram world. Yes, <laughs> yes, very Instagrammable. And uh, you know, we had a group women in aviation that met at that hotel. I mean, how perfect is that? What a great a stage prop. And it's already there. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I might add on to this, and it's sort of a good segue in, into aviation. Because our airport is less than 10 minutes from the convention center, we have a 600,000 square foot convention center. It's all on one level, it's unlimited weight load throughout. We have a lot of shows that have, have big equipment. Some of them have definitely been aviation and aerospace. So, National Guard, Association of the United States, uh, agricultural aviation, when those planes come in, which some of them don't come on trucks, they actually fly in. In the middle of the night, we've closed the surface streets between the airport and our convention center, and they've actually taxied all the way right into the aircraft doors of our convention center into the exhibit hall. So that happens here too. I would love to see that. I, I told you guys I love travel. Like I, I just enjoy watching them move around. They, like I, I think it's so fun. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah and we, we definitely want to talk more, which we're going to have in a future episode about the airport and relationship we have with them and some of the cool things we've done at the airport to help our clients. Well, that's exciting. And I look forward to our next episode. Yeah, that's super fun. Okay, guys, I know we've kept you for a while. We have so much to talk about. Let's, a couple other quick questions. And we'll start to wrap this one up. But, you know, I, I think the answer to my next question is, you, you know, you guys said the answer is yes. And then you'll ask what the question is. 
Um, so I feel like that's the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but what keeps your clients coming back to you? What keeps planners coming back to you guys? I think we may have touched on this, but affordability, savings, um, attendee draw and interest, and, and really it's the unexpected quality. You know, we do have uh, brands. We have all the large hotel brands represented here. However, many of those are in the select service, limited service realm. We do have a, a Marriott Renaissance. We also have a Hyatt Regency. But people don't understand what uh, a Silver Legacy is or what a Grand Sierra Resort or what a Nugget Resort is or what a Peppermill Resort is. And, and once they come and once they have a site visit and we show them that the quality out there goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with all the big brands and especially the service and the staff, it's a really nice surprise that we have a community of hotels that are out there ready to offer all the things that you're used to seeing in the, in the big cities. And they're able to do that at a, just an amazing savings in value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, the savings and value and affordability and, and all of those that you've talked about, and we touched on earlier relationships, all of this surely culminates. You guys do such a great job with working with your planner partners. What have you learned about working with, you know, sort of us on this side of the fence that, that makes your relationships really effective that's helped you guys out in that? It's the flexibility. And I've kind of heard from previous webinars, I, I, I attended one yesterday and they say that flexibility, that F word is going <laughs> to circle around this year, right? Because that's what everybody's looking for. Would it be the contract terms? Would it be the, the flexibility with attrition? Would it be the flexibility of moving the dates if they're not able to happen yet because of the restrictions or because of the people that are attending? Or even, you know, they don't, the planners these days don't even know how many people are going to show up. You know, having the, 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 you know, the hybrid portion of the event. And again, that's where we are. We're the flexibility. Yeah. Which is important now, especially with contracts. We've all, we all have need to be flexible in, in the contract negotiations. I will say the one thing that I always look for is service. When I leave, uh, it's all about service. Salespeople sell the hotel, uh, then your onsite has to resell the property and the return visit. So service to me has always been a number one thing that I look for. Yeah. Well, I, I know, I think we could go on and on. There's probably a couple of things we haven't touched on. So in a second, I'll ask you guys sort of, you know, we'll leave with some closing comments, whatever we've missed or skipped around, but really quick, a little bit of fun we wanted to have with all of our guests are some rapid fire questions. You know, we know all about Reno Tahoe now, but let's talk about Marcus and Robot. Okay. So you guys just, first thing that comes to mind when you think about this stuff, if you could go anywhere, and I know you're going to say Reno Tahoe, but you don't have to, okay? If you could go anywhere or stay anywhere, where would it be? For me, um, if I can go right now, I would go to Italy. Mm -hmm. Promising our kids to go to Italy, and we visited and we loved it. So I would like to go there because it is a far destination international, and mm -hmm. I cannot go there right now. Yes, I want to go to Reno, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I would go to Reno. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, there, there's so many things um, that I've come to appreciate by having grown up in the East Coast. I, I, I love the ocean. I, I love the Atlantic side of Florida, but, but I, I really enjoy the mountains of 
of this area of Idaho, of British Columbia, Utah, and, and there's there's mountains that I got to explore in in Chile before in the Patagonia region. That those are amazing, and it's just all the activities that come along with it. And then once you're completely exhausted from whatever it is, rafting or mountain biking or hiking, you can sit in a rocking chair and and have a glass of wine and look out at the sunset and say, that was a full day. Let's go ahead and do it again tomorrow. I love it. I like it. Okay. You guys have both been in, in hospitality for a while. What is your favorite thing about traveling to new venues? As going as in like a personal trip or business? Yeah. Like, and it might be, you know, trying the new restaurants in, in the city, or maybe it's out of property kind of sneaking behind the scenes. Cause you know what to look for, you know, kind of sneaking around or, um, you know, Lynn already said, you know, she's a spa person. So she's always looking for the spa. So what's your kind of favorite thing in a new place? You know, I love to travel period. So for me, it doesn't matter if I'm going to the mountains, if I'm going to the beach, or if I'm just going driving down to Houston uh, to try new things. Um, I like a lot of different cuisines. So it's I'm easy to please as far as, you know, obviously want to try like mom and pop, big, big chains don't, you know, flatter me so much. So I like that. And, you know, thankful for being in the hospitality industry, was able to visit different cities across the U.S. And I'm kind of like you, Katie. I put them like, okay, we need to visit. Tell my husband and the kids, we need to visit that again because I want to see more. Yeah. Well, if I could, I could answer that as more of a, a convention year, a convention goer or an attendee. Uh, I was recently at the Caesars Forum, new space in Las Vegas. Um, Caesars was acquired by the El Dorado Resorts Company that's based here. And so it was really neat to see this company who's now headquartered in Reno and who's a, a global gaming company and hotel company, what they did with that space and the video walls and just the, the finishings, right? It's just gorgeous. I, I really appreciate those things. And I, I, you know, I have aspirations for um, any city to have convention space that looks like that because it's, it's just intuitive. It's pretty to look at. It's conducive for, for connecting with people. It, it's comfortable to be in. Um, and then there's, there's like the little after, after meeting stuff like I experienced in Louisville at Connect some time ago. There was a, a ghost tour at the Seelbach Hotel, right? That was just very unique and different. And then there's things that I experienced when I went to Portugal to a tech conference where you go into the hotel and, and you put your room key in the slot and everything in the room turns on and you have to basically remove it when you leave. It, it was a really neat sustainability angle uh, and conservation angle. And I just wonder like, you know, how, how long will it be before some of these things make it into every hotel you stay in because they just made so much sense. Right. Yeah. That's so fun. Okay. So you, you both have already told us how you got into hospitality and tourism. So if you could pick one thing, and I know it's hard, what's your favorite thing about being in a part of this industry? I'll go first. Um, what, what's for me and, you know, the longer I'm in this industry, the, the more I realize it is how much impact we provide. You know, if I close the contract and I'll, I'll speak to my days, you know, at Caesars, I close the piece of business, everybody benefits. The, the bellmen, the, the, you know, the housekeepers, the chefs, and it list goes on and on. So in the essence, like we create jobs, we give them 
job that they're gonna do once the group comes comes to play. So that's for me is always in the back of my mind and kind of goes along with sales and the desire to close more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very similar. Absolutely. You know, you take a lot of pride in and being a representative of a whole community, uh, not just your uh, pool or your spa or your meeting space. You're representing the airport, the police, the university. Um, you're representing, you're the face of the destination. It, I always thought this would be the progression of, of my career in the hotel business, and I, I'm, I'm very glad to have arrived here. And we come in every day and we work really hard. I, I enjoy serving people. From an early age, I was cutting people's lawns or in the restaurant business or in retail. And those things have, have meant a lot to me to solve people's problems. And, and uh, to also just be able to, to create experiences for people, you know, because I, I like having experiences. And, and you're doing this for, usually it's a singular meeting planner and then they're going to do it for tens, hundreds, maybe thousands of people. It, it's a it's an exhilarating feeling. And and Katie and Lynn, if we if we're going to wrap up, I I just wanted to say like your devotion to the meetings industry, and and our listeners' devotion to the meeting industry is sincerely appreciated. And we're here in our destination to help find solutions for you. And it's been just a really awesome thing to be here. And we just want people to know that that our our community wants to invest in your event success in our area. Great. That's great. And yeah, I think we couldn't say it better ourselves. And, you know, we've talked about this preparing for our podcast that our listeners, we, we've just come through a season where our fam trips and our industry events in our local towns and all of that have been put on pause, but our relationships have not been put on pause. And us working together in spite of maybe not planning an event that hasn't stopped us working together and doing all these things. And we know that everyone is eager to get back to business and to continue working, to continue learning about the venues and all these places that we have to go. And we hope that this conversation has sort of been a way for them to vicariously have that experience and experience Reno Tahoe a little bit. We know we're gonna share some extra resources this isn't the end of this conversation. We've got several more to come because there's so much for us to talk about there. So um, we'll, we'll be letting our listeners know exactly how they can reach you and what other information is available and all the extra resources. It doesn't end right here. And then we hope that, you know, they're getting to know you guys at the same time we are. So they're going to call you and it'll be like your old friends. It's going to be great. And I just I like want that plan. I want to end on a note by saying after speaking with you and visiting with you and reading about everything, Reno Tahoe is certainly on the top of my list as one of the places we need to go. Hi again, Planagers. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Be sure to check out the extra resources from this episode linked in the show notes and on our website, immwell.com. Make sure to follow So Many Places to Go podcast on Instagram and Facebook or International Meeting Managers on LinkedIn because you never know when you'll find those bonus surprises. Most importantly, we hope you reach out to our guests and partners to learn more. We know so many of you out there love to travel and experience new destinations and venues for clients and yourself. Until next time, our team will be working hard to travel the globe and bring you along to some of the most amazing places to go.
This podcast is produced by Agency Podcasts. Do you have a great place we should go? Let us know in the comments, in an email, or send us a message.